0: Are you ready to take full control of your physical, emotional, and spiritual health? Are you ready to experience great success in your life? Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. will teach you the tools and strategies to help you take control of your health and inspire you to live your best life. Now here is your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson, M.D.
1: Welcome to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. This is a show that is designed with you in mind. And I am your host, Dr. Diane A. Thompson-MD. And of course, the goal here is to share accurate health information and provide inspiration that may help you to improve your health as well as your life. I do appreciate you joining me each week as we continue to bring you the best and inspirational health information. I do want to let you know that the show is aired each week on 1570 AM WIGO in Atlanta, 95.1 95.1 FM KSBT radio in Houston all shows are aired and archived online on FMG radio blog talk radio radio invasion TuneIn in radio stitcher radio iTunes as well as YouTube for details and show times please go to my website at dr. Diane Thompson and while you're there please sign up for updates we also have a very active Facebook community over there at Facebook.com forward slash Dr. Diane A. Thompson. When you get there, please like that page, leave a comment, and ask a question. I'd really love to see you there. And I'm also on Twitter, and my Twitter handle is at M D. The information provided on this broadcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended for diagnosis or treatment. Please seek the advice of your health care provider before making any changes to your health. You know, many of us, uh, as we go on with our lives, will experience some kind of trauma and tragedy. And aside from the medical care that we receive, we may actually see some benefit in our Our attitude as well as the support the people around us and the combination of these things may play a tremendous role in our recovery and healing today my guest will share his experience of having such support during the battle of his life my guest today is dr. Stephen Lewis now, Dr. Lewis received a PhD in exercise physiology from Stanford University and is an internationally known researcher and teacher. Stephen Lewis is also a two-time survivor of pancreatic cancer. And he is the author of the book, The Ripple Effect: How a Positive Attitude and a Caring Community Helped Save My Life. Welcome to the show, Stephen.
2: Thank you so much, Dr. Diane.
1: Now, you know, this is such an awesome story, and we're going to get to it because I know there's so many people out there who will definitely benefit from this information. Uh, They're going through whether it's pancreatic cancer or some other thing they're dealing with. And I think that your story will inspire them. But let's just talk about you a little bit. Share your background with us. Who is Dr. Stephen Lewis?
2: Well, Diane, I was uh, born in Brooklyn, New York. I grew up there, uh, attended Samuel J. Tilden High School, Brooklyn College, uh, spent a year uh, at Columbia University where I got a master's degree and then uh, went moved to California and uh, went to Stanford University where I studied exercise physiology, cardiovascular physiology. Uh, I've stayed in academics nearly my entire life from Stanford. Uh, We took a varying course, spent a year in Europe in both Denmark and Sweden doing research, then moved to Dallas, Texas for a dozen years uh, and worked at the University of Texas Southwestern Medical School uh, as a researcher. From there, moved to Boston University where I was a department chair for a while and a researcher in human physiology uh, and uh, worked a lot with the U.S. Army Labs in Natick, Massachusetts for several years and then I got sick with pancreatic cancer and uh, uh went through a lot of the experiences we'll be discussing today uh and during the time of my recovery in the past uh 7 or so years I I've spent time teaching at the medical schools of uh, on St. Martin and St. Kitts uh islands uh in the Caribbean. Currently I'm a professor Uh, at the Charles Schmidt College of uh, Medicine at Florida Atlantic University in Boca Raton, Florida.
1: Oh, and so, of course, the thing we'll be discussing today is your experience with pancreatic cancer. So uh, when was this, and what what did you start experiencing? So uh, talk us through this diagnosis. What happened when you knew something was wrong?
2: Well, my wife, my son, and I were driving out of Boston, out of town for the weekend. We stopped for lunch on the Massachusetts Turnpike, uh, and as we were eating lunch outside on a a beautiful uh, late summer day in New England, my wife and my son looked at me and said, "'Gosh, you're turning yellow. Your, Your face, your neck, the whites of your eyes are all yellow.'" Uh, and immediately I had a sense of alarm, but I didn't want to alarm them too much. I knew that from my experience in physiology that, that yellow color was jaundice, so I, I called my uh, uh, personal physician. He, uh, it, it was a late Friday afternoon in Boston. Uh, Boston hospitals were emptying out. He said, go and have a CAT scan in w- where you're going to be visiting in western Massachusetts, and let's go from there.
1: Now, you said you knew that yellow color was jaundice, but were you even thinking pancreatic cancer?
2: Well, in the back of my mind, I knew that my mother had passed away from pancreatic cancer about uh, 30 years previously. So I was there was some concern, but my feeling was, you know, I've always taken very good care of myself physically, never smoked, never did drugs, ate a healthy diet, always exercised, and I assumed that this might be something else. And my doctor didn't want to uh, alarm me. So he suggested uh, possibly hepatitis or uh, a gallstone.
1: So now you call the doctor, you're going in. So talk us through a little bit of the whole process of you getting that diagnosis. Because my family also, we had a close family friend who had this diagnosis. Uh, Initially for him, just like you mentioned, relatively healthy guy really no one thought of that to be honest and so it took a moment for him to actually get the diagnosis and when he did there was some confusion about the approach for treatment so talk us through now what happened with your diagnosis
2: so what happened was that I proceeded to get the CAT scan that evening in the small hospital in Western Massachusetts The scan was clear. There were no obvious masses, but the doctor said, you know, this is a low-resolution scan. Go back to Boston the next morning. Have it done in your hospital in Boston with the high-resolution scanner. Uh, And when I went back the next day and had the high-resolution scan, there appeared to be a small mess. On my pancreas. And, and uh, they, of course, needed to follow that up with an endoscopic biopsy to take a tissue sample to actually confirm uh, a diagnosis. So that Monday, it's a couple of days after the CAT scan, I had the endoscopic bio- a biopsy of my pancreas and uh, a doctor walked into my room, looked me straight in the eye and said, you have pancreatic cancer.
0: Do you want to learn how to live a healthy, happy and inspired life? Then listen to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D., Thursdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Atlanta's Incredible Radio, 1570 AM WIGO.
1: Listen to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. for tools and strategies to live a healthy, happy, and successful life. For details, go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. Like us on Facebook facebook.com forward slash Dr. Diane A. Thompson. That's a tough thing. And I wonder for, I want to know from the patient's perspective, because some patients, they don't want any beating around the bush, you know, and then there are others who kind of want it given to them in a gentler way. So the doctor looked straight in your eyes and told you you had pancreatic cancer. How did that make you feel? And would you have wanted it delivered in a different way?
2: I'm a pretty straightforward person, so it was a good thing that, you know, in retrospect, I think it was a good thing that the doctor told me in that way. Otherwise, I would have been so sort of inquisitive about it, I would have thought he was hiding something, and it wouldn't have been the right approach for me personally. So obviously, it was a devastation, uh, and my wife was in the room. She couldn't speak she uh, immediately went into like an out of body state where she was uh, an outside observer psychologically uh, uh, and trying to stay as calm as she could. Obviously, this was a, a you know a terrible blow and uh, with the whole sort of uh, vision in front of us of all this, it was actually uh, the couple of nights before when I had the cat scan that there was a tremendous turning point in. Uh, in the situation for both my wife and myself because prior to the CAT scan I, was very, I became very fearful that it was cancer and as I, I was waiting to go in to uh, have the scan and, and mind you this is on a uh, a very quiet Saturday night nobody's around dark basement room waiting for the CAT scan with a single light bulb uh, and, and it's a very eerie situation and I, and I was about to lose it and my wife took me by the shoulders and said, look, you know, we've been through so much before. You know, we've been married for uh, 30-something years at that point. We've been through so much together. This is one more thing. And whatever, you know, we have to go through, we need to go through with grace. Okay. And that really had a major impact on me because, you know, from that Saturday night until the the Monday when the doctor came in to – Uh, uh, give me the diagnosis. I had a lot of time to think about what might be happening to me and how I was going to approach it. So there there was, you know, a process that was started here.
1: And I'm sure having the experience of your mother um, having had pancreatic cancer, and I'm going to assume that that was the cause of her death. Am I correct?
2: Yes, it was. Yes.
1: Yeah. So I'm sure that May have uh, weighed heavily, or did it? Did you think about? Did you immediately think about the possibility of death, given that you've had that experience before with your mother?
2: Yes, of course I I did, and uh, and that was part of the terror of the moment. I mean, you know, knowing in general uh, that pancreatic cancer is typically fatal. I mean, more than ninety five, or about ninety five percent of patients with this diagnosis die within a year. This was a a terribly frightening experience to me, and I, as I said, I I was about to uh, panic, and, uh, you know, my wife basically got me, you know, got me thinking about, you know, the process of what I would have to go through. I mean, she didn't, we didn't talk about it explicitly, but just her taking me by the shoulders and her looking me in the eye and saying, you know, we need to go through this with grace basically made me, uh, in the time that I had to think while I was in the hospital waiting for the biopsy, that I need to be positive because if i wasn 't positive going forward, I need to pull myself together, not go into panic, not be negative, because she wouldn 't be able to handle it. it and then and then this negativity and fear would spread to our children, to my in laws who are elderly, and to all those around us and and, and it would uh, become a situation where everybody was uncomfortable, uh, which is a typical story with many you know, uh, serious cancers that the, the patients don't want to talk about it. When they talk about it, they're negative. People around them become uncomfortable. They don't know what to say. And the whole experience, in addition to the illness, becomes one of emotional despair, confusion, and so on. And I wanted to try to avoid the uh, the emotional part Uh, the emotional negativity, because I could see what, what was potentially coming down the pike, so to speak, at me.
1: Well, kudos to you for thinking about others while you're going through that and thinking about how your reaction may impact them. And also kudos to your wife, because sometimes we underestimate how important support from others can be when we're going through things. So I think it's great that she was able to get you in that place where you weren't negative about everything that's going on. But what about the rest of the family or even your friends? Like, how did you guys break this news to them? Because we sometimes forget that when we go through really devastating diagnoses or situations, that is not just us, but we have to, you know, there are other people involved. So how did you have that conversation with friends and the rest of the family?
2: Well, basically what we uh, did, Diane, is that after uh, I got the uh, diagnosis, I then the next day uh, met with the surgeon who was going to be doing my Whipple procedure. As you may know, the Whipple procedure is uh, probably the the best way to treat, treatable, that is, pancreatic cancer. Uh, It's a major surgery. It involves a large abdominal rearrangement of the organs, and so on. It's actually much a much more involved surgery than a heart transplant, but uh, it doesn't have the same sort of cachet in the general public as a heart transplant, but it is a huge surgery. There are many people that have undergone this for pancreatic cancer treatment when the cancer is operable, uh, and so the plan was that uh, a week later I would have this major surgery, and so my wife and I turned around again, went back in the car, drove out to western massachusetts where we had uh, a second home and at that point we plotted and planned what how we were going to deal with each one of our closest relatives and also how we were going to be dealing with friends and you know the way we the way we planned this is that we we were only going to discuss the positive aspects of it to try to keep everybody calm we weren't going to lie to anyone but we were going to phrase all our comments in the most positive way that this surgery was a way of treating us. There was a potential cure out there, although not a huge chance, but still a chance for a cure, and we were going to be positive, and, and, and that's what we did. We told my son about this. My son had just returned from uh, two tours in the U.S. Army, one in Iraq and one in Afghanistan. He was now home again. He brought his army can-do attitude along with him. So we discussed this with him. Uh, we, our daughter was living in Manhattan at the time. We told her boyfriend and and had her boyfriend tell her personally. So we, that was the best way we handled it from that standpoint. And then, of course, my wife, my in-laws, who are elderly in their late 80s and 90s. You know, to whom any kind of cancer was a, was a death sentence, we had to be very careful about what we told them, and, 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 and we were able to do it in a positive way. So it, 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 it took root from there. And then from there, I'll tell you how it spread out to friends and, and, and other relatives.
1: Okay. Uh, we are talking with Stephen Lewis, and he is a two time survivor of pancreatic cancer and the author of the book, The Ripple Effect how a positive attitude and a caring community helped save my life. And what we're actually going to do is to end part one of our interview. We'll come back for part two. And during that time, we'll talk a little bit about his surgery experience while recovering from, from the Whipple procedure, as he just shared. And we're also going to delve a little deeper into Uh, how might a caring community and a positive attitude help you? We'll see how it helped him, and we'll see how we can apply that to you, the listener. So we're going to end here for part one. We'll come back for part two of our interview. Please make sure to join us. And and Stephen, you will be here for part two to share this information.
0: You have been listening to Health Talk with Dr. Diane M.D. on 1570 AM WIGO. Please tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the best and in inspirational health information. If you have missed any part of this broadcast, would like to find out more about Dr. Diane A. Thompson, or would like to receive her ebook on stress, please go to drdianethompson.com. That's drdianethompson.com. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com/drdianethompson. Remember, your health is your wealth. So do something healthy for yourself. Have a great evening.